0: hey well hello i'm tania and i'm ashley and you're listening to another episode of here i do the podcast that talks about what they don't talk about when it comes to marriage we'll be ready for this <laughs> How you doing, Tania? You? you know,
1: I'm just out here living, living life. Are you? Mm-hmm. You got home late last night. I don't know. I got, yeah, I got home late last night and I got home late today. But
0: yeah, wedding planning or work?
1: Yeah, so wedding planning or yesterday. Going... Um, today was work related. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going too tonight. much detail, but yeah, yeah. today was. Uh, work related so literally right before this call um I was just walking in the house Mm -hmm. threw something together really quick because I was hungry and yeah
0: I had a feeling you were running not behind but like you were a little more pressed for time because you didn't pop on as soon as what I'm used to I was like yeah it's just I was right on time. Yeah. That's
1: real.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, just briefly, how's wedding planning going? Is it good?
1: Yeah. So, wedding planning is going well. Um, or, we made the decision on our caterer today. Uh, we Ooh, actually, very had, good. Yeah, yeah. Brandon emailed them last night and they responded this morning. And so, we should be getting the contract for them. Soon, and um, we had a conversation with the photographer yesterday. Conversation w- went really well. Good. Um, I felt like you, in a sense, and I was like, "Dang, I should have had a conversation with Ashley beforehand to, you know, to phrase my question properly." Um, mm-hmm. I was asking her about her um, her style and her technique, and I really didn't know how to phrase it or to word it without it coming off. Um, I don't know air quote offensive. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. like offensive, but basically, thankfully she, you know, understood my question and she was able to answer it. And she was like, that's a really good question because not everyone asked that question. So I'm happy mm-hmm. that I was able to ask that question, but I think, um, I have you to thank for that because, you know, yeah, because you're the artistic graphic design photographer person that I know so
0: (laughs) well I'm glad I could be a help when you need me again I'm trying not to force myself in your planning so whenever you bring something up you know yeah yeah and I or if I just see something if I see something I'll share it just if I'm like oh this looks nice or this looks like what I think you like Mm mm-hmm or sometimes it's like this is a hot mess. So I'm ascending
1: to. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I appreciate that because it gives me ideas. Um, we actually met with the florist slash event planner. Uh, was it last week or the week before last? I think it was last week, and that mm-hmm. was a really good conversation. And even in that conversation um, with her, you know, I kind of um, um, gave her my vision. And Mm -hmm. so hopefully I should hear back from her this week. So we'll see. Um, I'm just excited um, to get back the quote, even though I know it's going to be a lot of money, but (laughs) um, I'm excited to get, (laughs) I'm excited to see, you know, what she's come up with uh, because, you know, I think with her, it's going to be a one-stop shop, you know? So Mm -hmm. I won't have to worry about, of course, florals, but then I won't have to worry about trying to find a vendor for draping, trying to find a vendor for, um, you know, at the rentals, like the, um, mm-hmm. uh, the chargers and um, tablecloths and uh, vases or vases, however you want to say it. Uh, all the stuff. Yeah, like all the candle holders. I won't have to look elsewhere um, right. for all that. So I'm hoping oh, that, good. yeah, and so she she explained to me that she would give me two prices. One would be, you know, the elaborate, not so elaborate, but, you know, the elaborate and then a toned down mm-hmm. version of that. So, okay, I am looking forward to that. So, yeah, we're moving right along. Um, I reached out to Big Andy.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. And thankfully, she had my date available. And so, yeah, so um, hopefully I should be moving forward with that soon. I had a couple of questions, but yeah, so things are moving right
0: along. That's good. And see, she was available. I'll be telling you some of these people are available. Yeah. You just got to ask.
1: But you know, I think I got discouraged just because a lot of the vendors that I originally wanted were not available. So I was Mm -hmm. just like, "Oh, you know," like granted, like we've had conversations with them on this podcast before. Well, some of them, not all of them, but you know, a good Mm -hmm. of them, and they were all booked. Um, And I can understand just because we recently, um, you know, put our payment down for our venue. Mm-hmm. and literally our wedding is, like, eight or nine months away. So, you know, it's less than a year. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, what did I expect? But I think I just got discouraged, so. But it's going to work out. Yes. Everything always works out, as it should, so. Mm-hmm. Working on finding a videographer, um, someone to do my hair. I need to figure out how I want to do my hair. And Brandon needs to reach out to the DJ. Um, I think he found our efficient slash premarital counselor. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Brandon's very involved in his church. And so um, he has good relationships with some of the pastors and deacons and stuff like that, that offer um, premarital counseling.
0: So, yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, speaking of premarital counseling, one of our or two of our guests on our episode tonight, um, you may remember from our episode last year that I think we recently did it as a rerun. Um, with the wonderful Michael and Lorraine Forrester with uh, Relationship Ministry. Um, They are here um, with the Hicks that you also may remember from last year, um, Tana and Jarrett. And we're talking about what they don't talk about when it comes to marriage because that's what the wedding is for. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and this was a really good conversation and I think it was definitely timely for me and hopefully for you as well um especially because marriage is around the corner yeah actually you're already there so that's mm-hmm. why I didn't include you but you know um yeah marriage is around the corner and um I want to know all the details
0: And just so y'all know, I mean, Who I Do is a wedding podcast, of course, but as we move into year three, we are going to have more marriage-related conversations as well because the wedding is great. However, (laughs) it's all about the marriage being able to last and sustain itself and whatnot. So, You'll see a mixture of the two because wedding information. There's there's a thousand things we could talk about when it comes to weddings, but you know, some of y'all have gotten married and our wedding content ain't hitting it for y'all no more because y'all already been through that and have done it. But you know, this marriage stuff that that's what's going on right now. So.
1: And we'll both be married. Yes. So So, it makes sense. mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you can't talk about marriage and not be married. So, yeah.
0: I mean, but I think also because we have some people that are listening that aren't even engaged. Like they've reached out and they're just listening to the podcast because they want to prepare themselves. So hopefully Mm -hmm. our marriage conversations, too, will help prepare them. Well, yeah. What's to come, or what could be to come? You know.
1: True. True. No, but I was, um, I was saying that from our point of view, like, yes, yes. You know, I can't speak on marriage right now. You know, um, just because I'm not married, so I really don't have an experience, any experience in that the space in that I space. Guess. Correct. Mm-hmm. However, you do, and so you can speak from that. But I really feel like once I get to that um that step or that chapter in my life mm-hmm. I'll be able to elaborate a little bit more
0: yeah I feel like that's a lot of this whole podcast you know when we first started I had just gotten engaged yeah now here we are almost two years after we started I'm married you're engaged we're both planning wedding <laughs> 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 but you know like i think the show will also always be a reflection of where we are i agree I, th- I can see us like you know year four we're having conversations about children yeah, that could be the thing you know or year three year four whatever you know like yeah 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 but still being staying true also to the things that brought us here. Like, you could still get wedding content from us, you could still get other stuff from us, but you know, it's an evolution or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go listen to this episode. You listen to us enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's still more of us, but <laughs> us with our wonderful guests. Yes.
1: Hey Hueboos, this is your girl Tania. If you did not already know, I recently got engaged 4321. That's April 3rd, 2021. Your girl's engaged. <laughs> I am in the beginning stages of wedding planning, and to be honest, it has been overwhelming. Yes, being a co-host on Hue I Do has helped a bit, but I did not know where to start. I did not know what questions to ask my vendors and how to navigate this entire process because it is a process. I was leaning on Ashley a little bit too much and I'm pretty sure she was possibly getting annoyed with me, but you know, she loves me. So I was excited when our good friends over at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast reached out and said, hey, we have a wedding planning digital course and it's everything that you need. To plan your own wedding as a wedding planner would do it. As you know, Christy and Michelle are both wedding planners and when I tell you they have literally walked me through every single process of planning and it's been absolutely amazing. So they have given us a deal for our listeners. $50 off the total price of the course with our promo code I do so head on over to the big wedding planning masterclass.com again that is the big wedding planning and type in Hue I do at checkout for fifty dollars off I promise you will not be disappointed
0: awesome, awesome. Well, we well we have two, two well four, four very special very guests, guests on the show um, longtime listeners should know both of them or both couples rather but uh would you like to introduce yourself? Either one of you
2: can go first. Sure.
3: (laughs) You guys can go first.
2: Well, I am Tana Hicks and my husband...
4: Jarrett Hicks. Hicks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're from Dallas, Texas, and we've been married...
2: Just over 10
5: months. 10 months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm Lorraine Forrester.
3: And I'm Michael Forrester.
5: And we've been married... Just over 34 years No, we've been, <laughs> we've been married 35 years.
3: Yes. Actually, we Ooh. in October. Yes.
0: Ooh, congratulations. Wow. Yes, congratulations. Love that, love that. Um, currently in Atlanta,
5: and he's from Jamaica.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, really?
5: Yeah.
0: I don't think <laughs> we realized that the last time. Yeah, oh, no. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I know. Yeah, I've assimilated into... American culture <laughs> because I, I've been here for 40 years so oh, okay. uh, you know actually maybe a little bit more than that <laughs> so you know I, I adjust <laughs>
0: y'all are like the go-to couple in Atlanta I mean when yes. it comes to premarital counseling efficiency like you look up or anytime we mention y'all, we get at least 10 people <laughs> like, oh my gosh, they they work with us. You know, we love them. So we're glad to have both of y'all or all four of y'all. I keep saying both of y'all, all four of y'all back on the show with us. Right. So before we dive into the questions, both couples, um, I would like for y'all to just let us know for those that are maybe just... Um, Start listening to the podcast, or maybe this episode was one of the ones that struck their interest. Um, Tell us how you met like each other.
5: (laughs) So our story was that um, I was working as a waitress in the evening and my husband was this fine guy who wore dress pants and button down shirts all the time at age 21. Uh, He came into the restaurant to order pizza, and he said he never ate pizza, so I helped him order his pizza. And after that, he asked me if he could uh, come back and give me a ride home. After we talked for a while, I said yes. And again, this was like 39 years ago, so I felt safe with him. Um, did go ahead and let him come back and give me a ride home, and. It's been history. We've been together on, well, we were friends first, but we've been together since then.
3: And I always like to add this, you know, uh, she actually did put me in a friend zone for about two plus years. And it was really primarily because she realized that the Porsche that I was driving when she met me was actually my brother's. (laughs) So she put me into the friend zone.
5: (laughs) That was not the total reason, okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> traveling like everybody is today and he lived in Florida and I lived in Atlanta so the long distance thing didn't appeal to me <laughs> yeah
0: that
2: makes sense and the- okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right what about y'all well we met uh in 2005 2005 at Texas Tech University we were both attending and kind of you know finding our way in I went to his apartment not knowing that he would be there because I was actually visiting his roommate with my then boyfriend um, who happened to be his roommate's cousin. So, So that was the first time we met but nothing happened after that point because I mean, I was in a relationship so there was no room for anyone else at that point. And then we left tech and I guess it was 2017? Yes. 2017. I'll let you pick it up from
4: there. Uh, 2017, uh, we were both, I think, recently single. Um, and, you know, we were following each other on social medias. And I uh, reached out to her and, um, you know, kind of just let her know that I, I was, you know, liking the things that, that she was posting and I, I wish that we were friends back in college. Um, in, in my mind, I was kind of re recounting that, that, that's, that chance occurrence that we, we did meet each other. Uh, but nothing came of it. What is that? 12 years later, mm-hmm. uh, to, to be able to connect online was kind of our, our avenue to, to get to know each other. And, um, it grew from there. And we did some long distance dating and then, uh, I finally made the trip from from Houston up here to Dallas and been here ever since.
2: So it was really our mutual friends that kind of like kept us together because from 2005 to 2017, I don't see how anyone can keep in contact. So all of our friends were friends with one another, but we were not friends. (laughs) That's
5: nice. Wow. Destiny. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, again, we're glad to have all of you on the show. Um, Now we're going to play This or That, which, um, you know, we do this every week. You pick between one option or the other. Um, We'll start out with the Hicks first, then we'll go to the Foresters. So I want each of you to respond, though. But this version of This or That is more about, like, not the... Choice you would prefer, but like which person are you? So you may be both, you may be one, you may be neither. So we're, you know, we we were talking about kind of changing and switching up this or that. <laughs> so yeah. this is this is an attempt <laughs> at that. But um, <laughs> so after y'all go, um, Tania, you'll go, and then we'll start over. So who is the person that does the dishes? versus the person that does the laundry?
2: Hmm. <laughs> I feel like those are one and the same in our household. If you do the dishes, you're likely to do the laundry. Okay, I'm the laundry person, for sure.
4: Right. Yeah. I think I I, I tend to do, I'm the dishwasher, I think.
2: I used to be the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> so
4: that, yeah. I'm the dishwasher. I don't do much laundry, but I'll I'll creep in there every now and then
3: and surprise
0: her. Okay. (laughs) All right.
3: I'm going to let you go first.
5: (laughs) Lately, um, I, well, I would say I am the dishwasher, but lately, he's probably, probably he's been both. Right? Because I've been doing a lot of writing, so he's been doing both
3: more yeah yeah and, and i would agree that you're know, consistently doing uh both of them uh, more but you know it's fluctuated over mm-hmm. the years but yeah i, I got a dual responsibility <laughs>
0: okay
3: and we like to do the laundry together too
0: oh that's sweet Aww. all right tania what about you I mean, it's kind of
1: hard to answer this
0: question, I mean, especially just, because we don't live together. Yeah, but based off what you know and what you assume.
1: Uh, I think, I mean, I've seen him do both. I've seen him do dishes and laundry. So I think we would just tag team, to be honest. Okay. But he likes to wash. I like to put in the, you know.
0: Um, oh, he um, likes yeah. the hand wash. Yeah, he
1: likes the hand wash. Oh. I like to put, you know, I like to, you know. <laughs> clean them off and then I put them in a the dishwasher and then keep it going. So, you know, <laughs> if he wants to hand wash that day, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> I will dry all day <laughs> and put away, but. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay.
0: Um, let's see. So between Ed and I, Ed's been actually doing both more. So we were kind of alternating the dishes. Like I would, unload the dishes he would load the dishes but in the past few months a lot of stuff happened so he was just like nope i'm gonna handle all of this for you so
5: like okay, that's nice
0: yes it is it is um okay so who is the person with the best jokes and who is the person that is the best listener <laughs> <laughs> i let
4: you go who's that we're going first yeah um the best jokes i would say i'd I'd like to i'm getting better uh (laughs) since i'm becoming a dad pretty soon i think my jokes are getting better and will be better at this moment i think tana is a better joke teller and the all-around funny funnier person what was the other question?
0: Who's the, list? uh, the listener. Oh, yeah.
4: that, there you go. That's my answer. I she's the better listener. Really?
2: Uh, really? You don't think so? I would say that you're the better listener. All right. Yeah, I think he's a great yeah. listener, and I am funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know that okay. I tell jokes, but I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> so does he? He laughs all the time. <laughs> okay. I would say I'm
5: definitely the better jokester telling
3: jokes, and he's the listener. What do you agree Well, I believe it's somewhat shifted. I believe my jokes have gotten better. And I would say, yeah. especially in the last six months, yeah. I'm getting more, uh, getting better at delivering them. Uh, and I guess he, I consider her the better listener.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I would say Brandon, he he tells the better jokes. Mm -hmm. And I listen, but if you ask him, he says that I don't listen at all, (laughs) but, (laughs) but I would say I'm the better listener and he's, you know, he's great at telling jokes.
0: Okay. I would say I'm funnier than Ed, but he would probably debate that. Um, But I think he's probably the better listener, but then sometimes, no, he is not because He's looking at his phone or he's focused on something else. And I'm like, what did I just say? Or I noticed there's like that tense second like pause. And I'm like, you weren't paying attention. So <laughs> it could be either one depending on the day, the time. All right. Uh, so when it comes to arguments or disagreements, which person is the one that's more likely to just Afterwards, like, let me try to resolve this right now versus the person that's like, let me, let's, let's cool off a little bit and then circle back and discuss this later.
2: Jared wants to um, handle things right away. He doesn't like the the break. And I am a breaker. I'm like, I need time and space (laughs) to like, just cool off and (laughs) figure out what I'm trying to say to you. He's like, no, we can talk about it right now. But you might know better. I
4: mean, you no, tell me. That, that, that's okay. definitely true. Um Yeah, I I'd rather go ahead and get the argument, the disagreement, the, the fight over with mm-hmm. opposed to the uncomfortableness of her sitting through her thoughts and what have you. But um so, yeah, it, it's we're still trying to figure that out, but well, at least we figured out each other that, that what she needs in those moments, I know. So I, I don't have to be as pushy, uh, there in the moment. So, but yeah, I, I tend to want to go head into it right now.
3: I'm want to answer for my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, she, she wants to resolve it, you know, uh, quickly try to, you know, uh, get back on a, you know, good footing, but I tend to want to, process things a little bit more, you know, before I actually get to that point where I want to have that uh, conversation. So I would say I'll I'll process. Uh, she wants to, you know, always wants to uh, build rapport and, you know, relationship. So that's my answer.
5: He said he wants to process. Yes. The word that starts with a P that I want to use is yeah. that he wants to, well, not a P word, but a T word. He wants to have a tantrum and he wants to <laughs> he wants to not talk. He wants to shut down, but I won't let him. So, yeah. Oh, that's what it's called? Yeah, you, that's what you do. You have a, a shut down tantrum. But I believe that everything uh, should happen now. Yeah. Don't wait. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm the one who uh, wants to have the tantrum and shut down. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brandon, he's definitely the one who is like, okay, let's talk about it right now. And I'm like, I don't, like, like, don't want to talk about it right now. Like, I'll talk to you later. And he like, no, we're gonna talk about this right now. You know, what's wrong? And, you know, so, I mean, it takes a while, but eventually, you know, I open up and I talk, but, um, so yeah. How long is a while? probably like 10, 15 minutes. Cause I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm fine. <laughs> you know? So I mean, sometimes it can be a little bit longer, but I would say maybe like 10 minutes because he'll just sit there on the phone or like, he'll sit there in front of me. He'll turn off the TV and he'll like grab my phone. And I'm like, all right, yeah. <laughs> let's talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like y'all are going to have that conversation. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> exactly. So Uh, um so I'm also maybe it's a Gemini thing like I just want to have that conversation like right now like I give you five minutes but then okay so let's talk about it so we can move on and he is definitely the like no I need to process things I want to make sure I'm saying or responding in the right way so I'm not going to say whatever immediately like I need some more time to cool off so I get it I understand I do find it interesting that nobody was like I'm actually kind of both (laughs) all right so last round this is kind of more of the I guess standard this or that format anyway um would you prefer to receive advice from a parent or sibling or would you prefer to get advice from a friend so blood versus not blood.
5: Wow. A relationship advice or just in general?
0: Um, yeah, more relationship advice. So whether it's a disagreement or just something you were thinking
2: about in that kind of realm. Hmm. I would say neither for me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I, I don't really like seeking advice from my parents or my siblings who are not married or my friends. Um, like, where I feel I get good advice is from television, which is funny. Um, But like Married at First Sight, Pastor Cal is great. like, I love the advice he gives or the feedback he gives those couples, or even Black Love Doc, like, I feel like there's so much to learn from all of those couples. And it might be because they're not attached to me that I trust their opinion. Whereas like family and friends, they already have, some perspective or opinion about me and him that I feel is biased. So I don't really want to hear what they have to say, or not that I don't want to, I don't take it as um, seriously. Okay.
4: Huh. I, I'm not, i I'm not sure. I think uh, okay. in terms of relationship advice, I would probably seek that from my parents, um, even before my siblings, um, but regardless, parents or siblings, I feel like they still know me better than my friends, they know me longer, they know, they, you know, that whole deal of, you know, they know me, they knew me before I knew myself, that kind of deal, they, they saw the growth, and where I've been, and so, uh, and what I need, uh, so I think it will come with my family first, uh, but in particular, my, my parents. Um, when it comes to relationships, they've been through it. They were married more, 40 plus years. Uh, so yeah, I think that I would rely on them more than the rest. Okay. What
5: about you? Um, My advice would probably be family, which would be him, <laughs> but no one else. Uh, I don't tend to take advice from family or friends because I don't wanna put them in an awkward position. Um, So definitely uh, my advice usually comes from uh, either talking things through with him or just based on uh, the studies and different situations that we've had over the years.
3: What about Uh, you? Right. Yeah. um, I'm definitely in line with her. Uh, Never. Uh, ever really uh well ever ever spoke to my parents about my relationships uh siblings, they would have been on my side yeah they probably would have been uh <laughs> my siblings uh 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 definitely not uh you know just to keep them uh in a neutral space friends uh would not have those conversations with friends so i guess a lot of the things that i uh that I receive comes from maybe a third party, like maybe watching something or uh, reading something, or maybe even a sermon or something like that. Getting it, you know, from a mutual source. But uh, so I would say neither family nor friends.
1: All right, <laughs> yeah, this was a hard question. Um, granted, we haven't had to seek advice from anyone, but I think I would be more comfortable going to my parents or his parents. Um, You know, just because they've been together for, I think, like over 30 years, you know, um, on both sides. And so I think I would feel more comfortable. But to be honest, I really don't like people being in my business like that. So honestly, I would like seek therapy before I, you know, or even counsel from like our pastor or somebody before I went to them. But of course, like, you know, I would talk to them about the small things, but I would just be talking just to, you know, not really vent, but just to tell them, you know, hey, pray for us, you know, but I wouldn't go into depth about things just because, yeah, I just don't like people being in the mix, like a lot of people, you know, being in the mix. So,
0: yeah. That is very true. (laughs) Um, I think it would depend on the situation that I need advice about. Um, My... My parents are divorced, but my dad has been married over 10 years uh, to my stepmom. And his parents have been married over 30, almost 35 years. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily go to them or go to like my parents. It would just depend uh, my siblings are too young. Um, and my little brother is 15, so <laughs> can't ask him nothing. Um, and my sis is like 25, so that would probably be crossed off. Unless it was nope. I'm I'm not even in a 25 state of mind <laughs> to even like probably need advice from her. Um, best friends might depend, it would depend on what it is. I have a few friends, close friends that are married that every now and then I may bring up a a conversation or a certain topic with them or only them just to kind of get like some perspective. And it's not necessarily like marriage advice, but maybe it's like something about a house, you know, like house stuff or like some sort of kind of like other thing that is related because of course this happened because we're married, but it's not like, Oh girl, you know, we got into this argument, blah, blah, blah. So I think it would, it would depend um, honestly, but yeah, I don't like, there are certain things I tell and there's a lot of stuff I don't tell. So I may seem like an open book, but I am not as much it's probably assumed anyway. So that was fun. That was a different type of this or that. Um, (laughs) But now we're going to go into the actual meat of the show, which this episode, of course, as you would know, by this point is what they don't tell you about marriage, because there's a lot of things they do tell you or you assume, but there are, there are some things that maybe you have to, once you're in it, you figure it out and, Um, If you can't tell by now, as we're entering into our third year of podcasting, because I'm married, Tania is months away from being married, we're going to have more of these marriage-related conversations in addition to our wedding-centric and um, wedding episodes or whatever. So, you know, this is just a sneak peek of what's to come um, moving forward with us, so... Uh, Tania, you can start.
1: All right. So what is one thing they didn't tell you about marriage?
5: I'll say it. For me, I had no idea of how much work it would be because I was watching the Cosbys, even Leave it to Beaver. I had no idea of the things that could possibly happen that we would have to work through.
3: So they didn't tell me about the work. And I I would have to say the same. Yeah. Uh, even though I'm a male, I kind of like maybe had uh, somewhat of a uh, fairy tale type perspective of it. You know that you would get together and it's just kind of like happily ever after. Mm-hmm. You know, you you uh, you're going to encounter difficulties, but you work through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, not they didn't express the work portion of it. That it actually uh, marriage is synonymous with work. Yeah, so that's what I, I feel that I wasn't told about rewarding marriage. work. at yeah. work. <laughs>
2: I think that's really interesting because I would say everyone told us that marriage is a lot of work and we got that narrative from before we got married, when we were engaged, after we got married, everyone was saying it's a lot of work. You have to put in the work if you want it to you know, be successful. So I would say the thing that um, no one told us was how fun it is. Like, We have so much fun all the time and I think some of the warnings that we got kind of uh, geared us up in preparation for whatever might happen, but along this journey, I know it's only been 10 months and maybe we're in the honeymoon phase, but we love being married and it's so much fun to like spend time together and laugh together and have a best friend that you see every day. And no one talked about that.
5: <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah our generation point. learned. <laughs>
4: right. So we're, we're getting those lessons where it was, right. we were overprepared and, and yes. advised by so many and so often. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say the same. Um, you know, we, they, they talked about um, the struggle part, I guess, um, or things to look out for throughout marriage. But not necessarily, like she said, the fun things or, you know, the dating. Like we, we, you know, hopefully I think we've tried to continue to date and, and kind of do what we've done last or the previous three or four years. But, yeah, what they didn't tell us is that, yeah, we can still date.
0: Okay, that is true. No one mentioned how much fun it is. It doesn't even have to be anything like you know, we haven't really had the chance to like travel or go places in this last year, but it could be as simple as just like binge watching 24, (laughs) you know, and just like making little comments or, you know, you mentioned Married at First Sight. We watched that last season of Married at First Sight Mm -hmm. and just like the reactions to stuff like that, or, you know, just making like having the show that we watched together like little things like that or yeah the things that like no one told you like Mm -hmm. hey this this is also a good thing but what were you gonna say to me no um i don't
1: think we've gotten any type of advice or like anyone has said oh hey you know you know like make sure you all talk about things like make sure you do this make sure you do that like no one has really given us much advice and maybe it's because, you know, we're, you know, the virus is still going around and like, we haven't been out and about like that. Mm-hmm. Um, But, but it's, I mean, but it is interesting that you all got that beforehand, you know, it's crazy because we're like almost nine months away and we haven't got that advice yet, but maybe once we start, you know, premarital counseling, you know, of course all that will come up, but yeah, our parents, his parents, his sister, who's also married, like no one's really said much. So Everyone's just like, oh, like, um, how's the planning, blah, blah. So, like, we're at that stage, I guess, if that's even a stage.
0: And maybe they don't want to, like, be overbearing. They kind of want to like you to come to them, you know, that type of feeling. I mean, maybe. Or it could be because you've been engaged less time than it is time to get to the wedding. You know, like, you have more wedding planning ahead of you. versus like if we were six months ahead and it's like okay now you only have a few months to go anyway
1: maybe
5: but yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so do y'all remember any particular advice that you received either during your engagement or after getting married and if you do was it helpful
4: um and I guess why we're so stumped is because we, we did spend a lot of that time not listening to advice. Mm-hmm. Um, or <laughs> I would say not seeking advice.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but I think for me, and kind of you know, echoing what I said the the previous question, the you know, being sure to continue to date, um, that that's something I think that stuck with me. Um and I, you know, I still have to remind myself, you know, let, let's get some on the calendar, or if we're out and about, let's you know, have something that's spontaneous. Um, But I think that's probably the biggest thing that I held on to was, you know, continue to date. And that I think does keep a spark. Um, It forces us to work through some things, you know, even when we're upset with each other, we still need to go out, we still need to go do something. And that may strike up a conversation that leads us to uh, the other side of whatever issue we're facing. So that's kind of been the the spark plug for me is, and and something that's been on my mind is, is that if we can continue to do that kind of stuff, um, the communication then is, for the most part, open, if not completely open. So yeah, that, that's kind of what I've been holding on to.
2: Yeah, I would agree. I think during our virtual wedding uh, shower, <laughs> it was actually his brother who said, you know, like plan things out, you know, like, kids are going to come, work is going to be there, but you have to make time for one another and you have to be deliberate about making time for one another. And I think that's something we've really made an effort to do. Like we live by our calendar. If it says we're supposed to be going out that night, (laughs) we're going out that night. So, yeah. That's definitely good. Anything you
3: can think of? I bet we're probably
5: thinking about the same thing because I saw a smile on your face when question was asked but it was after marriage that we received some uh, I received some advice Um, so you know this is an adult conversation Um, (laughs) the uh, most of the time adult males have a higher sex drive than adult females so with that being the case I was just Tired. My mother had always told me, you know, uh, negative things about sex, not in a bad way, but just, you know. Uh, so when I was so tired, I called my mother and I'm like, I'm so tired of this. And she said, girl, you better go ahead and do that. And I was like, what? I was looking for her to be on my side and tell me you don't have to do that. But that was one uh Yeah, she very, told her
3: handle your wifely duties.
5: Yeah. <laughs> and I did not expect to hear that from my mother.
3: But I And did. me and her mother never had uh argument, never had any type of disagreements. <laughs> we 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 were good for, uh until she transitioned. I was good with her. She was good with me. (laughs) Yeah, they were always
5: just like, you know, they were really close. And he appreciated that advice. But that was one thing I definitely appreciated was, you know, the value of enjoying each other from a physical uh, position as well. And a lot of times as women, we don't go into a marriage with that same perspective. We um, start to prioritize other things.
3: And, you know, along that, wall. I definitely agree with that but yours one thing uh you know after we got married uh, advice from our mother uh regarding you know taking care of your wife mm-hmm. and then uh in addition to that she would always say you know give your family back to God every day so mm-hmm. um I'll just kind of leave it there.
1: Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yes. So what is one thing you've learned about your spouse? since you've been married?
4: <laughs> yes. Um, I, it, well, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is I've learned how strong she is. And, and that's, and I, I guess that seems so broad of a, of a, of a response, but we last year uh, had a miscarriage and to, to experience that with her um, and and to see her go through it and be there with her um, is definitely something that, I'd I don't think I can do physically um, if I was in that position, but to see her fight through that and, and persevere and, and come out on the other side and not be afraid of that again. Uh, well, I I, I maybe speaking out of turn. Maybe we were afraid of it, but we didn't stop trying. Um, but just that, that moment of going through that miscarriage was, was something that's so tough for us. Um, but seeing her, her strength through that was uh, something that I, didn't know that was there prior to marriage and prior to that experience. Um, but I think some of those uh situations or experiences will will thrust that uh to the forefront. And, and that was pretty clear to me that you know, yes, I already I knew that I married a, a pretty tough and and strong woman, but this was seeing that in a different light. Uh so I've I've learned that.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um I would say that um, kind of along the same lines, but a different vein of that is how willing Jared is to put in work um, in terms of trying to better understand how we can be better as a couple and what we can do individually to make things better like he's always willing to put in the work. If there's an argument, he's like, okay, let's figure out how to make this better. What can I do to be better for you? And in that moment, when we had the miscarriage, he was right by my side, like as my support system, like there was no way that I would be able to get through that without him next to me. And just knowing that He didn't show any fear and was just like, you can do this. We're going to make it. And even afterward, like the encouragement that he had and shared with me is why we're in the position we're in now, like four and a half months pregnant and so excited. And we, of course, look back on that moment as a lesson and just like to show us that we are capable of doing anything if we're together and if we do it together and we strive to do what it, whatever it is that we want, we can do it together. And yeah, like he's not hes not afraid to do the hard thing. I love that. Mm-hmm.
3: And congratulations. Thank,
2: you.
4: Yeah.
3: Thank congratulations. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if, uh, well, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, well, this is good and it's bad. I really did find out how, how hard-headed my wife is. She's very stubborn. <laughs> but 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 there's a good side to that that you know she's uh because of her stubbornness you know she's persistent right Mm -hmm. and and really relentless in her pursuit of certain things so uh there are definitely benefits uh to that Mm -hmm. and then also i believe that she's a very loyal person and maybe even somewhat uh to a fault that uh you know if she's riding with you she's gonna ride with you and That's something that I really, you know, came to find out after we got married. Mm -hmm.
5: So for him, I found out that he was human. (laughs) I put him on a pedestal. I thought it was perfect for the first nine years of our marriage, even. um, That I, you know, I just couldn't see him ever doing anything wrong. Then I found out that he was human. And I found out a very positive thing, that he is a sensitive person. And that's something a lot of people wouldn't see unless you're really close to him to know how sensitive he is.
1: Very nice.
3: (laughs) Well, can I add something to that?
1: Yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead.
3: So, you know, being transparent, right? (laughs) You know, uh, she would say that she, well, she said that I was human, but she really wanted to say that she found out that
5: I was a thought. Well, that was, and it allowed him to spread his love (laughs) around, you know, but uh, yeah, and that also helped me to find out more about myself that uh, even though I wouldn't have never thought that I would have stayed through that situation, but uh, God knows what's best, so I'm glad that I did. It was a growing curve for both of us.
0: And I think sometimes, too, when people, you know, that's always a thing that people ask, like, oh, well, what are your non-negotiables or what's the, you know, what's the thing you wouldn't accept, blah, 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 blah. But it's like sometimes you're in a situation and there are so many other factors that led you there. Um, And it doesn't even have to be necessarily infidelity, but it could be just you can say one thing, but until you're actually there and experiencing it. Your response may be different from, you know, I've been through many things where I swore if I went through this, this would be my reaction. And then I was actually put in those situations. And it's like, actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, so never know until you're faced with it. So did y'all have a good understanding of like where each other stood as it related to like, you know, kind of the big issues or topics within marriage. So like communication, finances, children, et cetera, et cetera. We've we've talked
4: about all those things. Um, I think similar to what you said last with last answer, those things will change once they come about. Um, We have all these thoughts about what kind of parents we want to be and are going to be. And I'm sure those things will be um, tried and we'll have to be a little bit flexible, with those previous ideals. But I think we we had those discussions and, and finances and what else, what are the other hard ones? Mental health, mm-hmm. um, you know, these these different things. We, you know, we had those discussions and that's what I think attracted us to each other is, you know, what our base or what our foundation was with those, those issues, those topics. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure those those landmarks will change and shift uh, as we come upon them. But I think, yeah, I I was uh, good enough, I guess, with um, what we talked about and and who she was uh, before. But yeah, I I, I would imagine these things are gonna be fluid. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, because I, I do enjoy and know what her foundation is, I'm sure I'll be able to move with her or we'll be able to move together uh, once these other dates come up again or come up in different ways,
2: yeah, we were so open about talking about that stuff very early on, like even before we were really official as a couple, we were having these kind of serious conversations, and I think, given the age at which we started dating, we didn't have time to really like play around like it was either you're about this or you're not and let's have these conversations and see where we are. And I think that helped solidify a foundation for us once we did start dating. And then once we did get engaged, and then now that we're married, we have all of this stuff as a solid foundation. But as Jarrett said, all of that is flexible and we move with it as a couple, not individually, but together we make these decisions based on whatever changes occur in our relationship or how we feel about something, um, so we're fluid, but we do have a foundation that is, I mean, it's sprouted in the beginnings of our relationship.
3: And I would say that, you know, for us, you know, in terms of, uh, our understanding of each other, right? I think we had a pretty good understanding because, you know, we dated for uh, a couple of years, really long distance, right? So we had a lot of conversations, you know, often, right? And- very high phone bills and and just that whole piece right here. When it
5: wasn't unlimited. (laughs) Yeah,
3: when when it wasn't unlimited. So, uh, yeah, we did have a lot of conversations. And, you know, uh, I believe that we took that into the marriage and we had a fairly good understanding of, you know, what we desired in all these different areas. And uh, it it seemed to work fine. And I think, you know, as you get in and uh, things start to change, in terms of, you know, family and children and things like that, that um, there are some things that got kind of convoluted uh, with us mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, we probably weren't expressing ourselves uh, the best way that we should, you know, around mm-hmm. year nine and things change. But mm-hmm. but I think overall, you know, we're able to kind of uh, get that back under control yeah. uh, and start, you know, uh, being our uh mm-hmm our authentic selves Mm -hmm. in a relationship and kind of going from there.
5: Yeah, Yeah, I would agree definitely that we did understand each other. And we both, um, our families were similar Mm -hmm. um, with our backgrounds, with our parents, you know, their desires and the things that they passed on as we watched them regarding things like parenting and finances. So we did have some very similar mindsets and we understood those. And then as life would have it, as he mentioned, year nine changed everything and blew it all out the water. So everything we thought we knew we had to then reset. And once we reset and that took some years to do that and then get back on course, but we definitely, um, the, we were on point, we were understanding, we had a lot of conversations and that always, um, tickles me when I talk to couples and they don't know the bare minimum about each other, you know, just the basic things. And a lot of times it seems like the females are afraid to ask the questions you know, anything from about your parents to your finances. And that's why we always encourage and even with our program that we ask the questions and in our workbook, we have the questions there so that the couples can ask each other because those are very important. And not that so much that you're trying to get to know each other if you're already married, but you're trying to understand each other in that particular phase of life. So definitely communication is going to be key for a relationship to make it through those rough years too, if they come.
1: I always find it um, interesting um, of those couples who really don't know much about the history, um, just because when I got into my now relationship, I was, you know, before I even, you know, I mean, of course we had our first date, but then, you know, to continue the relationship, I had to know everything. And so I was asking all these questions left and right, just because I had gotten out of a relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, probably like a couple of years prior to him. And I was like, you no, know, I need to be very, very like detailed. I need to know exactly what I want. I need to know who I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And so I, and so I really, you know, I'm um, um, always, you know, like, Like, what? Like, you don't know, like, what he likes? Or, like, you don't know if he wants children. Like, you don't know, like, if he is religious or if he's not. Or, you know, like, I need to know all of that before I commit myself to you. So, yeah. So, yeah. I always find that interesting. Um, How do you handle disagreements? I know we kind of touched base on this earlier. but um, But, yeah. How do you handle disagreements?
5: I like to handle everything. Like I said, I think the best time for anything is now. But I have learned that it's okay to wait for a while. So now um, we definitely, um, I'm ready to talk about it. He's not ready to talk about it. So what I usually do is end up waiting patiently. And usually it's no more than an hour or two before we can actually discuss whatever the situation is. And so that's how I handle it. I'm patient and I wait until he's ready to talk about it and we can
1: compromise. Now question, is he ready? Or like, are you all ready to talk about it after an hour or two hours?
3: You know, I would say for the most part, you know, because uh, during that time, whenever we have a disagreement, I'm always trying to uh, do an introspective and you know, what part did I play in the, in the whole situation? Right? Is there something then to do uh, different, you know, uh, that you we know, wanted to recognize where change is necessary, if it lies with me. And how can we, you know, avoid a situation like this going forward?
5: Yeah. I think an hour or two usually Mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, depending on the situation, we usually get it done within an hour or two, but I do know some people who used to take a week or two, now they're good with a day or two, you know? So it just depends on, but we definitely encourage you not to let that keep you from enjoying the rest of your relationship while you table that.
3: And, and it also depends on her level of offense as to the time that I'm able to come back uh, to the conversation.
5: that, <laughs> <laughs> because
3: it's, <laughs> you it's normally it's normally her fault.
5: <laughs> oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, think, I, just that.
0: <laughs>
2: I think we've actually improved. Um, we used to be the couple that took maybe a day because of me, um, a day or two to figure things out. Uh, but now we're down to hours, which I think is good. Um, so I would say we handle disagreements better than we used to. Um, I think, of course, we need work and a lot of couples need work, but I think it's mostly just communicating clearly and making sure that the other person really understands um, why you have the perspective that you do. And I think I've tried to get in the habit of saying, this is what I'm hearing you say, and he'll correct me and say, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. So that's, that's the phase that we're in right now in terms of trying to handle our disagreements.
4: Yeah. Um, I don't know if this has been consciously or not, but what has um, helped bring this conversation to the forefront, or at least having this conversation, has been food. So if we're upset with each other uh, for however long it is, at some point we're ready to eat. <laughs> and so uh, whether she makes me a plate or I do for her, um, that does show that that's the album branch, you know, the other person is is giving that. Number one, let me feed you. But also let's sit down face to face and talk this through because uh, we're not about to go through a, a meal and not speak and then move on. So that, that's kind of helped our our uh, getting that conversation had. Um, like I said, we we've definitely improved in terms of that that time period being reduced. So um, uh, you know, we're we're yet working. We we still
3: yeah.
4: figuring it out.
1: I like that. That meal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it it shows I still love you.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I not might not like her. you
2: that much right now, but I still love you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a game changer right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It, it it disarmors, you know, the both of you, you know, yeah. um, whereas prior to us eating is, you know, in my mind, I'm trying to see where I was right and where she was wrong and vice versa. And, the, you know, yeah, once that armor is, is taken down, I think we can have, you know, hopefully or usually a, a somewhat of a a civil conversation Mm -hmm. and and work through what we've been thinking in our heads and what, you know, where we saw this thing go wrong. Mm
0: -hmm. So do you think that living together beforehand impacted or helped the transition to marriage?
4: Uh, Definitely. I I think so for Mm -hmm. us, Um, you know, it, it, um, and dating, you know, you often hear and, and see, um, that representative for however many months, right. Um, even more so now when you move in, there is no more representative, like you, you're going to see it all, uh, for the most part. And so I think that, that helped us, you know, I guess, realize that this is what we want to do. Uh, and, and, you know, before we got married. But also, once we got married, it wasn't a transition. It's yeah, we're, we're together. We're coming back to the same house we left last week, or um, uh, I know who you are. I know how you are early in the morning or when you're upset, when you haven't eaten. You know, I'm not now learning these things as a husband or a wife. Um, so for us, it, I think it definitely helped us um, kind of hit the ground running as a married couple.
2: And I think early on, I had my stipulations like I wasn't planning on living with a boyfriend and I made that clear to him. I said, if anything, you're going to be my fiance and we'll try to work it out like that. That's going to be our middle ground. And of course, it didn't work out that way. But um, I think we learned very early how easy it was for us to live together. We're both fairly clean and, you know, understand like where things go and all the things that you do when you're discovering how someone lives, like do they watch TV before they go to bed or do they want a TV in the bedroom or Mm. all of these things. And it was kind of like, okay, well, this is the way that I do things. And this is the way that he does things. Some of these things are similar and some of them are not, but we can find a way to make this work. And I think we're both very reasonable people and um, we're not very picky about much and have similar uh, design styles, so it wasn't very difficult to de- decorate the place together once we found an apartment and now have a house together, but I think it did help. It w- it made the transition into marriage even easier. It was like the piece of paper and the ceremony and uh, the titles actually solidified what we had already felt, but it was definitely A lot, a stronger connection after we got
3: married. So. Well, (laughs) uh, yeah, for us, we actually didn't live together uh, before we we got married, and that was really upon my insistence uh, that you know I told (laughs) yes, I I told her that I was not shacking. I didn't tell you that. You probably did. Yeah, I did tell her that, and, and not yeah,
5: that I was asking you to. Yeah, yeah so. not, not that <laughs> she was asking
3: me to, but you know that there were certain beliefs that I had, uh, that my parents, I had expectations, and I know that some of my brothers had not fulfilled those expectations that they had. Uh, so I wasn't going to go into it like they did, right? Because uh, well, she would say that my parents were a little bit. Uh, snooty or bougie or whatever. I love them. It, it, I love it, them. Whatever you might call it. But, you know, I, I felt that it was the right thing to do. If, if we're going to live together, we should get married. Right. So and it, yeah, but I do believe that in some instances, you know, it, it's, it's a good thing to be able to, you know, uh, have that experience of living with someone to see that, you know, how they operate. And I think one of the things that made it easier for us, and I think maybe she was probably going to be okay with even living together uh she knew that i was well trained in terms of there was uh regarding a household there's absolutely nothing i cannot do uh and i know that her mother taught her well you know so we were both equipped uh to be able to set up house so that wasn't um yeah, yeah, that wasn't really an mm-hmm. issue, but yeah, we didn't get the experience because yeah. I was just gonna have her just uh, have, have me have me hanging out there like that, not committed to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't um, remember how that
5: happened, um, but I know we did not live together first. But it was interesting the first few years, though. Yeah. Definitely, there were different things that um, <laughs> that. Um, would not happen while he was at home or uh, things like, you know, getting up in the morning, I would make sure that he never saw me before I washed my face and brushed my teeth. I wasn't going to do any of that if he, uh, <laughs> you know, as an adult, there are things that we have to do.
3: Uh, how do I say well, it? Well, well, I'm just going <laughs> to put it out there. My wife, <laughs> for about two years, my wife never I used the bathroom uh, while I was at home. <laughs> My wife would wait for me to go to work. Wait, what? My (laughs) wife did not use the bathroom until I went to work. She would not do that. And that might have been for about two or three years.
5: His schedule was such (laughs) that it was set up that way. We would have dinner, and sometimes my stomach would be in so much pain. I'm like, babe, isn't it time for you to go to work now? (laughs) Or if so, then I would go to the bathroom in the back of the house and make sure that he didn't hear anything that didn't sound like a lady, you know. But uh, (laughs) that was a transition for me, definitely.
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, it's just
5: (laughs) it's just me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I always tell him if I did, it would smell like peaches because you know that's you know I would have him believe nothing less
3: than that.
0: You know. Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> you learn something new every day. Right?
0: Yes.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, so how did you set boundaries with friends and family regarding your marriage? Mm-hmm.
5: So I'll say. I have three brothers. So it was definitely necessary to set some boundaries with them, especially an older brother who felt like he um, he could rule me and let my husband know how he was supposed to treat me and things like that. So he was always somewhere trying to give warnings to my husband for no reason at all, but I had to have several conversations with him uh, with regards to friends and family. Um, I don't think I had anybody saying anything bad about my husband uh, prior to marriage. Uh, During his thought years, I did get a lot of feedback from family about why I was still with him. Uh, and I was going through a spiritual journey at the same time, so I let them know that I wasn't going to entertain their conversations. And there was a scripture actually that God gave me in that season that talked about, um, you know, the foolish man cannot understand the things of God. And so that was something that God helped me to hold on to, that they had no idea what God was doing through us. So I would not entertain those conversations and I would uh, protect, not protect him, but I would definitely um, let them know that they could not put their mouth on my husband, even though we were in that space.
3: And, and I guess for me, you yeah, setting the boundaries was really just, you know, not having those conversations, you know, mm-hmm. and, and definitely if we had disagreements, not, you know, uh, casting my wife in a bad light that, you know, something that could, you know, resurface, uh, somewhere down the line. So it was just, and that's with you know, friends as well, you know, uh, Definitely wouldn't want to cast her in
2: a bad way. I feel like we have like really incredible families because I've not had to set boundaries with my family at all. Um, I'm the eldest of three girls and we've never been that kind of, uh, we've never had that kind of relationship. So, you know, if they come to me for advice or if I were to seek advice from them, like It wouldn't um, it wouldn't be something that was an imposition because it would be something that we wanted. So I feel like even with his family, I don't think either of our families have stepped in our relationship in any way. And they're all very supportive. In fact, when I met Jared, my parents loved him so much and my sisters loved him so much that um, I think they liked him more than they like me. And even to this day, my mom talks to him more than she talks to me. Um, But I think, uh, yeah, we just have families that don't really delve into one another's relationships like that.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, I think one thing that was good for us in terms of those boundaries was once we decided to have a virtual wedding, um, and had no family members there I think and then we had the conversation with all our family members that they weren't going to be able to travel they were not going to be able to show up even if they lived here in the city I think that was kind of a um, the message to all of our family members that it' it's, it's her and I like we're gonna make decisions for our relationship um you know if y'all don't like it' you know that's that's on y'all but I, I think that was a pretty big um, message that is is us. And and um I think they've understood that and they've kind of um worked it out as such. And and like I said, to begin with, they weren't in our business. But I think once we made that decision, and of course once we had the the wedding, it it was okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. They that that's that's them. Uh, They're gonna live their life. They're gonna be in their relationship. And let me not do too much. it was, so,
2: it was definitely a message and a test because I think we've made yeah. some decisions about some <laughs> other things that they've been like, well, why? And we've just been like, that's what we're going to do. And it's yeah. left at that. There's no more pushing. It's just, okay, that's what they want to do. Then we'll leave them to it.
0: So the final question is, what marriage advice would you give to a couple that say two weeks shy of their wedding day, knowing what you know now?
4: Two weeks. Th- this is advice for their wedding or for marriage marriage and i I think this is all inclusive this is for your wedding as well Um, you'll figure it out uh that, that that's i think the biggest thing that we've learned um and something that we're dealing with right now in terms of expecting a child you know there's there's so many fears about the unknown and there's been so many people that have gone through it of course right so many people that we know that are married so many people that we know uh have children but your journey is your journey. Um, and so you, you, how you deal with these things is totally up to you. You will figure it out. Um, and, and, you know, have fun along the way.
2: What is for you is for you and your spouse. So the decisions that you make, you make together. And um, so many people are going to have so many things to say and are going to give you unwarranted and maybe unwanted advice. But I think, you know, you take what you what you choose to take and um, you move forward in the way that you think is best. Uh, As Jarrett mentioned, you know, like there's so many things that we've done and that we're headed into that so many people have opinions about and you can't really take everyone's opinion, you know, Um, maybe some is better than others. But at the end of the day, it's your life. You're going to be living with that person day to day. You go to bed and you sleep to sleep next to them every night. So whatever happens between the two of you is for the two of you and not for everyone else.
3: And I guess the advice that I would give would be really uh, be committed to the journey, all right? that, you know, this covenant relationship that you're getting into is it, just that, that you're, you're making that commitment uh, to be together right uh they're gonna be twisting turns uh, on that journey, but you know uh the your desired uh end right that death uh till death do you part is really should be the path the path that you continue to follow right and always remember to keep God in, in your relationship right uh you know there's one thing that we would always share well not always but sometimes share at weddings with couples you know the fact that You know, we should always uh, treat God as a silent guest in our home, the silent listener to all of our conversations. And if we allow that to be our guide, you know, we'll be able to uh, navigate our way through it. You know, despite the bumps and bruises, the hills and the valleys, we'll continue to persevere. Mm -hmm.
5: And I would say definitely I'm thinking about marriage as being the journey. So if you're committed to it, then as you envision where you're going, you got to make healthy decisions about where you're going. So always make healthy decisions. And then one of the main decisions you want to make is to always give your mate the first consideration. Okay. So no matter what you're doing, stop and think what is he or she going to think about this, you know? And especially when it comes to blending families, if you give your mate the first consideration, then you're gonna learn to be sacrificial and you're gonna to also encourage your mate to think of you first as well. So think of it as a a journey. Divorce is not an option. Make healthy decisions and definitely give your mate the first consideration.
1: I like that that's really really yeah me
0: too yeah both of y'all I mean all of you really provided really good advice um because it's not easy but it's it doesn't have to be hard if that makes sense you know especially if it's if you are with the right person Mm -hmm. if you're with the wrong person then you know It's probably obvious and there have probably been 12,000 red flags you just (laughs) decided to bypass because you just wanted to be married or you wanted the wedding or you wanted, you know, certain elements that, you know. And we
5: always share too, as we said, divorce is not an option. Sometimes divorce may need to be an option if you're not going to do the healthy things. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't get that twisted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Very, very nice.
1: All right. So now we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. So Tana and Jared, who would you like to shout out this week?
4: Our shout out is to Michael and Lorraine. <laughs>
2: there
4: you go. <laughs> is this his business. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, Storm Lovely. Storm Lovely braids. Uh she does great hair in Dallas. Polar Seeker, great artist in Louisville, Artisan Rose Event Co, who did our entire wedding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay. That works. So, yeah. Michael and Lorraine.
5: Wow. <laughs> we know so many great vendors. <laughs> um, so um, definitely um, wedding planners, and we shout out um, Jan Heel, who's awesome. Nick Williams, who's awesome. And um, Zephanie Curlet, awesome planners. I mean, they are just detailed. They always um, put forth service that is A1, excellent. Um, hairstylists, um, the style spot located in Snellville, Georgia. Who does um, all types
3: of hair and makeup?
5: So, those are two that I can think of. What about DJs?
3: Oh, always uh, um, uh, DJ touring, Uh What's uh, exquisite uh, exquisite song here, mm-hmm. here in uh, Atlanta? Here, yes,
0: yeah, we have. to be my
1: now. DJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and we had him on the podcast probably. Two months ago, or so.
0: It might have been yeah. like three or four at okay. this point. <laughs> well, well, but yeah, yeah, we had him on the show, <laughs> and we're actually going to have him come back <laughs> in August. So yeah, okay. all great people you shouted out. Yes, well, yes,
5: yes. I have to say um, DJ can't stop. Who uh, hey. we are fond of, uh, we actually did their premarital counseling some 19 years Aww. ago. And we Aww. still have a very good relationship. And um, they call me Mama 2 as in number two mom. So, um, And he's an awesome DJ. He did my birthday party for me. Uh, it's been a whole year now. <laughs> so um, definitely those uh, two and, DJs. And uh,
3: Ronnie Thomas, DJ uh, yeah. Can't Stop. Yeah.
0: Very nice. Nice. Well- do y'all have,
3: have anything?
0: Who I do? But yeah, who I do?
5: Oh. <laughs> I hear a lot about those two ladies. <laughs> yes. I Thank you. That are engaged. You know, I'm like, how did you hear this information?
3: Who I do? So you guys
1: really did a
3: great yes, job. Yeah. Really. Seriously. Wow. I know this. It was earlier this week or last week. Uh, yeah. You know, someone. Uh, went there are a lot about. of people listening to you. that's
0: awesome
1: yeah we're like (laughs) oh people actually listen to us
0: (laughs) i know it's always so surreal yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but we appreciate y'all we we wouldn't be anything without guests like you seriously exactly exactly because <laughs> no one wants to hear me and tania just <laughs> yes, <maybe. laughs> <Obviously, that's true>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but thank you so much for everything yes. for coming on well, this, do y'all-
0: this evening uh-huh so yes exactly what tania said thank you but also uh do y'all have anything else you want to promote shout out um before we let y'all go um so
5: we have um definitely our workbook which works for uh premarital and married couples as well as couples who are in relationships Uh, As I shared, there are a lot of things in there to provoke conversation. There's some information in there that perhaps you hadn't thought of, or you need to uh, have a few more conversations on. So that's one thing. Our workbook is called Deneo. Divorce is not an option. It's on our website, which is arelationshipministry.com. And it's on Amazon. Okay. Also, uh, upcoming, we have a women's conference coming up in September, September 9th, 10th, and 11th. And that uh, will have some information for single women, women in relationship, and definitely women who are married and need some encouragement. So that's going to be an awesome event. Yeah. And all of that information can be found on our website at a or on Instagram, of course, at arm underscore underscore Michael and Lorraine, arm underscore Michael and Lorraine. And I also want to say that Jared and Tana are going to name their baby Lorraine. Look, I keep trying that. I tried it with my
4: children. and hang on it. Maybe you guys. Do it. Congratulations.
5: We'll yeah. um, keep you posted.
4: Thank you. We'll be playing with you guys, definitely. Thank
2: you so Thank
4: much. You. Yeah, that's that's our only that's little shout-out.
2: Big, big announcement. The
4: baby. Yeah. Um coming soon, coming in four and a half months, end of the year, beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do any other shout-outs? that's it that's what i'm working on around here man just trying to (laughs) deliver a healthy baby healthy happy baby
2: shout out to the hicks to the juco's and the mcdowell's
1: (laughs) 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 ashley who would you like to shout out this week
0: i would like to shout out an amazing cake designer and artist based out of dallas texas Her name is Portia Kimball, and you can find her on Instagram at Portia.Kimball, or you can go to her website, pkbakes.com. She is also the creator of Brown Sugar Cake Retreat, which is basically a community. uh, So if you are an aspiring cake designer, baker, and you want to learn more, please look her up because not only is she doing all of the things when it comes to making delicious treats. She also knows the education piece behind making you a solid business person um, in that space. So again, Portia Kimball, who are you shouting out?
1: Yeah, so this week I'm going to shout out a florist. Her name is Aris McNeff. She's based okay. in Dana Point, California, um, but she does travel. Work is beautiful, floral arrangement. You know, if you want something different, not the norm, not the, um, I want to say luxury, but w- w- we, we all learned from our episode with Mark that luxury, you know, can be tailored to each individual. And mm-hmm. so, um, but she does florals that are very unique, very artistic. And so if you are in need of a florist and you are in the California area, I'm not quite sure where Dana Point is, but um, if you're in California, you may know, look her up. Um, Her IG is underscore everbloom. And you can also find her um, on her website at everbloomfloraldesign.com.
0: So I just looked this up. It's actually kind of south of Los Angeles.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: It's between, it's closer to Los Angeles, but it's north of San Diego, south of Los Angeles. Gotcha.
1: Okay. I love Mm -hmm. the fact that like florists are incorporating fruit and like mm. different types of foods, um, in their floral arrangement. Like I've been mm. seeing, like on um one of her posts, she uh has a papaya, grapes, and um a pear, and it just goes so well with like the floral arrangement that she has on the table. So, I mean, I really mm. think that like my I think that's going to be like the new wave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I remember when uh, Beyonce's uh, Lemonade album came out and, like, everyone was doing, like, lemons and floral, you know. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I really think that, like, that kind of, like, fell off for a bit. But I think people are bringing it back, but not just with lemons. They're bringing or they're incorporating other fruits.
0: Other fruits. yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So where can people find us, Tania?
1: So you can find us on com. You can also find us on web on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. You can find Ashley at Demitosh.com on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me at Belsoree on Instagram and Twitter.
0: And if you made it this far, of course, we would love, love, love for you to give us a review. So please head to Apple Podcasts. Even if you're a Spotify girl like myself, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. I've noticed, I think it's because I've since we've been kind of pushing this in the last few months, we're getting more and more reviews. So um thank you to everyone that has given us a review recently such as aileen um aileen said omg i love this podcast um she got engaged in february of this year she's getting married in october of this year and she said this podcast has been with me every step of the way it's timely it's right, and it's inclusive of all black people thank you ladies um, you guys make me laugh and learn every week. So, Elaine, thank you for this wonderful review. Um, we just love y'all.
1: Yes. I get so excited um, when Ashley sends me like a new review. Usually I'm at work when she sends them, but I'm like, oh my gosh, people <laughs> actually listen to us. They love us. So, <laughs> yes, thank you so much. We definitely appreciate all of the love, all of your reviews, because it definitely helps us out. Um, there's so many people that do not know about us as actually always states. And so, um, mm-hmm. your review, you're like, you're a five-star, four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star, hopefully it's not one, okay. but it does matter. It does.
0: Right now we're 4.8 out of five because of that one, <laughs> that one bad review, our first review.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but ever since
0: then, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like our first episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't want to go now, back to listen to it. So <laughs> me neither. it didn't happen. Um, but yeah. Thank y'all again. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Meeting you uh, yeah, nice meeting you. Likewise.
4: Appreciate the the jewels you all dropped. Thank y'all so much. <laughs> God, to God be the glory. Yes. yes. Indeed. So,
5: thank you, ladies. Thank we'll you. see you again soon, and we'll talk yes. a little bit more about the thought years.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, we definitely will.
3: We <laughs> 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 are done. So right? Thank God for change. Yes. Hey,
2: you go. <laughs> All, right, All right. Have a good, good evening. Good, Hi, evening. good Hi, y'all. Oh,